Hey there, besties. Welcome to Girly Pop Probs with KNL. We are your hosts, Kelly and Laurel, and we are so happy you're here. Hey, besties. How are you doing? We hope you have had a great weekend and great week. Um, Laurel, did you watch the Super Bowl this weekend? Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I watched bits and pieces of it. I saw the ending. You know, when they went into overtime, I was kind of like, boring, <laughs> and then waited a little while, and I saw the end, but uh, what'd you think about it? Um, well, I was working, so <laughs> I didn't really watch. Oh, yeah. um, I It was on, like, at work, but I was just so busy doing other things, and, like, where I work, there's not really any TVs. There's only TVs outside of the bar, and I wasn't outside because it was cold. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted... I lived for all of, like, the uh, recaps with, like, Taylor and stuff, so I was good with that. <laughs> I know. What do we think about Travis and Taylor? I absolutely love them. I ship it hard. <laughs> okay, I will say there is – I do like them. I thought the – have you seen the video where he was like, Viva Las Vegas! I was a little like – that was – interesting yeah. it almost seemed like he was drunk but obviously he like just got off the field yeah it's a little weird well and they were really excited i for mean sure. the adrenaline of winning the biggest game of the season for sure. two years in a row fact check i'm pretty sure <laughs> two years in a row yeah, um like but honestly we all knew the chiefs were gonna win like let's be real yeah um they i mean i know it's been a topic the nfl is scripted And that's that. It's just one of those things that that's why it's called entertainment and not a sport anymore because of how much they script. Sorry. They've won three in a row. Three? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, But I had to fact check that really fast. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I know. And well, also controversial, controversial. Have you seen the one of him like screaming at his coach? Oh, yeah. I just want to know what was being said. Because, like, everyone keeps making memes about it. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, but what actually was said? Because, like, I don't want to put judgment until I know. (laughs) Right. And, like, could I just be a fly on somebody's helmet nearby? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, all in all, I mean, the Super Bowl's great. Usher, I mean, come on. Love him. Although I was waiting for Justin Bieber to come out. And I was a little disappointed. Yeah. 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 I mean... Him and Alicia did a good job, yeah. though. Although, hot take, once again. Mm-hmm. Did he, did I see that he just um, got married in, like, Vegas or something, like, th- two or three days prior to the Super Bowl? And I'm like, what? And, uh, <laughs> and Alicia is married, so I'm like, what is happening? But, I mean, it's show business. Acting's acting. Yes. But did you have a good week overall, like, leading up to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I did. I mean, it was a long week, you know, kids and getting stuff done I've been like getting stuff ready for my son's um, Valentine's Day party at school trying to make Valentine's also like Valentine's for a two-year-old sorry he's three (laughs) but there are two-year-olds in his class for two-year-olds and three-year-olds is interesting because it's like I don't want to like sugar them up and give them a bunch of candy but I'm also like I don't want to be that lame mom that brings like an apple You totally should have just got some bags of apples. That would have been epic. Um, How was your week? Mine was good. Pretty similar. Just like work, work, work. What else do I do? 
Um, I was really proud of myself, like, getting back on track after being on vacation and, like, really sticking to it this last week. Um, so it was really just, like, gym, work, sleep. (laughs) And then, but it was really nice Saturday and Sunday. I didn't have to work until the evening, so I just like slept in and that was so fun it was it was magical <laughs> not to rub it in your face yeah I'm a little jealous but that is really nice <laughs> I'm frustrated because I've been like as we talked about in a few podcast episodes before like we've been consistent with the gym and I hurt my knee yesterday and I've been having problems with this knee for years um I mean I'm definitely gonna have to get surgery on this knee at some point but um I've done PT and a bunch of stuff with it and it's been fine the past like year and a half and then all of a sudden well bam yesterday I don't even know what I did and now it hurts like a mother and I don't it sucks it sucks I'm like I don't know when I'm gonna get to the gym definitely not this week (laughs) um I can hardly put pressure on this foot so that sucks but yeah it does suck but taking care of your body is super important and you know if you just and that little advice, if you just stay true to like what you know and know that when you are better and when you're cleared to do any exercises, you'll just get right back into it and then you'll be good to go. Yeah. A hundred percent. It helps my mental space. So <laughs> definitely going back. <laughs> that was just like me yesterday. I was like, I added an extra 25 minute walk at the end of my workout for what? I have no <laughs> idea, but it was just, I was playing Monopoly Go and <laughs> clearing my mind a little bit. <laughs> Love it. But um, anyway, all in all to say, we had a great week. We hope y'all had a great week as well um, and enjoyed your Super Bowl weekend. It's like a holiday in the United States. <laughs> um, but we're just going to get to this week's podcast episode. Um, we are talking about trauma. Um, we're going to talk about trauma a couple different times on the podcast, um, like different experiences. We didn't want to group it all into one episode because that that's a lot to unpack. So today we are going to talk about some trauma that Laurel has gone through in her life and um, she's going to tell you a little bit more about that. So, hey guys, <laughs> um, you know, I, I've gone through quite a few things in my life, but when I had my son, well, let me just actually start at pregnancy was really, really tough for me. Um, I threw up constantly for a long time like till like 16 or 17 weeks and then I just had a, a lot of pain um I'm jealous of the moms and women that go through pregnancy very easily I'm jealous but um all in all the pregnancy was good you know it it, it was painful but it, that's life and I was induced so I was kind of excited you know because you're like ready to meet your child he is my first baby I was just ready I was over the pregnancy I was over it and I was induced and they gave me the Pitocin you know they were trying to do all the things to like stimulate contractions and uh, my water to break and it just was not happening I think I only got to like three centimeters. Like, I think that was the highest I got. That's insane because you were in there for a while. For, I think like two days yeah. before I went on on a Monday. And then by Wednesday, they were like, hey, <laughs> nothing's happening. What are we going to do? 
I was like, yeah, literally, what are we going to do? So That's your job to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, I guess we're doing a C-section because he's not coming. So I was a little disappointed because if any of you have had C-sections before, it almost feels like your body is like giving up on you. Like you feel like a failure almost because you're not able to like give birth naturally. Mm -hmm. And so I was a little frustrated with that, but I knew like I just wanted him here. So I went into the C-section, the operating room. He was literally here within like three, sorry, he was here within literally like 30 minutes. And so on Wednesday, he was out. He was eight pounds, six ounces. Sweetest little thing. So cute. And um, he had red hair when he came out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> um, my, two, two of my sisters have red hair. So I was like, okay, th- this isn't their baby. This is my baby. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, and now his hair is so blonde. Yeah, it's so blonde. <laughs> so <clears throat> I just thought I was going to have a little red-haired kid, but no, he's super blonde. But very pale. Um, not to jump in, but could you talk about like how hard it was in the middle of COVID um, giving mm-hmm. birth in the hospital? Just briefly. Didn't even remember the fact that it was during covid yeah (laughs) good times um yeah it was weird because they were like you can't have family here the only person you can have is your husband or your spouse you know your support partner i could only have one person it wasn't like cody could come in for a little bit and then my mom could come in for a little bit and they could take turns it wasn't even like that it was like you have one person so that was really unfortunate because i kind of as my first baby i kind of wanted my mom there Um, Not necessarily in the room or anything like that, but just to have the support, especially after I had him. Um, But then at the same time, it was kind of nice after he was born to, like, have some peace and quiet, kind Mm -hmm. of, and have to enjoy him to ourselves for a few days. And not have that door just be rotating with people. Yes, constantly. Um, But it was a little sad, but at the same time, kind of nice. So, anyways, I was fine. I was, honestly, I felt good. Um, we had him, we went home. So we had him Wednesday, we went home on a Friday and I was feeling good. Like we, I was taking it easy, but like we had gone on like a few like short walks. I was, I felt good. And on, so I had him on November 25th. Well, on December 1st, we were out for a little walk and, um, was feeling fine but I kind of felt a little pain so I was like hey I think I'm ready to go so we go and then we're like let's drive around and look at Christmas lights so we're driving around looking at Christmas lights and I was he you know Jax was crying and so I was like hey can you pull over um into this neighborhood or something so I can feed him so I got in the back seat took him out his car seat and started feeding him and I put him back in his car seat, got back in the front, and I felt really warm, and honestly, like, on my stomach, and honestly, I thought that it was, like, my milk letting down, (laughs) because I hadn't, like, fully, my milk hadn't fully come in yet, and so I thought that the letdown was kind of happening, and I 
touched my hand to my belly and looked at it and there was blood all over my hands. So of course I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Um, so thankfully we were kind of close to my mom's neighborhood. So we like rushed to her house. I went to the bathroom and I kind of like looked at my belly and obviously it had, my incision had opened up a little bit. It wasn't a ton yet. So we have my mom watch Jack's and Cody takes me to the ER, my husband. And we get there and I'm like holding a towel to my stomach because I'm like bleeding. Like, I'm like what is happening? I'm like, this is not normal. Um, I've never heard of this happening. And the ER doctors, you know, look at it and they're like, oh, it's not that bad. We'll just pack it with some stuff and tomorrow we'll send you to a wound care place and they'll take care of you. So I'm like, okay, um, okay. So they pack it, whatever. Well, I get home and within a few hours that stuff that they packed in was basically gone. And the incision went from opening up just half an inch or something like that. Like it wasn't a lot to basically my whole entire incision had opened. Um, so that whole entire night I did not sleep. You know, I I have a newborn. I'm Uh like scared out of my mind that I'm going to die or like bleed out. And I just laid on my back, basically (laughs) did not move hardly at all. And just kept putting gauze and all this stuff there. And so the next day I go to this wound care center and they based, they were like, oh my goodness, this is insane. This is insane. Um, they said they've only seen that a handful of times before and it's very rare. So I get this thing called a wound vac. And basically what it does is they attach it to your stomach or your wound, wherever it may be, because other people have them other places. It's not just for this. And they attach it to your stomach and then you have a a cute bag, not, not cute at all. And it's attached to this machine. The machine goes in the back and then there's a tube that runs all the way down to your wound. So you have to carry this bag with you wherever you go. And people obviously see the cord and they're like, what the heck? Also, it makes this sound that sounds like it's farting. <laughs> and that gave I me, forgot about yeah. <laughs> it gave me so much anxiety going anywhere because Granted, I wasn't really going anywhere, but I did go to like my son's two week checkup and that kind of stuff. And I was remember sitting in the waiting room and it was like, (laughs) 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 and I was so embarrassed. Also, it's just an uncomfortable situation. You don't want to tell like strangers what's going on, but it's also weird when everyone's looking at you and they see this cord and wire with like stuff coming out of it ew it's oh it's terrible so anyways basically the machine sucks up the fluid that's there and helps suction and close your incision back together essentially so basically it was just my external stitches 
that had opened. So my internal stitches had not opened. So really I couldn't bleed out technically, but I guess if those internal stitches also opened, then that's possible. Um, I'm not really sure how that works, but it, it was just a scary situation. It was very scary and terrifying. I mean, I just remember for weeks dealing with this and thinking I'm going to die. I'm going to leave my newborn behind. And that is like where my health anxiety really started and my like actual genuine anxiety started. I've dealt with anxiety in my life, but that Mm -hmm. caused something that I had never felt before. I could not function. I could not get through the day without feeling like I was going to die. Like this impending, or is that the word? Impending, like... Impending, like, this feeling of doom. Mm -hmm. Like, I just could not not feel that. And I would go to the wound care twice a week, and they would do this, you know, and then after two or three weeks, I got the wound back off. But that did not stop me from going to the wound care place. I had to go for three or four months. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was going still constantly because they had to, like, change the dressing and help me with all these things and we tried literally at at least I can count on one hand how many times we tried different things like if that makes sense like I tried at least five different things to try to make this thing close and heal um things that were painful things that were just like kind of sketchy because if I had to change the dressing on my own or like have my husband do it it was scary um because I, I didn't know that what the heck I was doing. And so, anyways, I went through a lot of ups and downs with this because, mainly downs, mm-hmm. because I was so terrified that I was going to lose my life at, I guess I was like 24? Yeah. I guess. No, 23. 23, yeah. At 23 years old, I thought I was going to lose my life to something that, like, I shouldn't, shouldn't have even happened, basically. Right. And it wasn't anything that the doctors did. It was some weird thing that happened. I had an, an infection occurred, and it basically just, I don't even remember the word they used, but, like, fizzled open, like, just some weird thing. And, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. So when I went to have my daughter, well, home. Mm-hmm. Jax was 10 months old, and I didn't even know if I wanted to have more kids. And then I was like, my period's late. This is weird. Jax is 10 months old, and I take a pregnancy test, and I'm pregnant. And I'm like, no way. No way. So then, of course, like I'm going through that, terrified that this is going to happen again. And they did have to do a C-section because of like high-risk situation. Um, like They were scared of like a placental abruption and other stuff. I was having other high risk problems with my daughter, but, um, they basically were like, we are going to put a mini wound vac on you the day you have her. So then you only have to have it for like a week and it will help your healing process be sped up super fast. And it did thankfully. Mm -hmm. Um, but back to that whole situation, it just was crazy. I mean, that caused so much anxiety. I had to go. That's when I started therapy. 
mm-hmm. and I got on medication. I've never been on like anxiety medication before and thank God I did because I I don't know who I would have been here honestly if I didn't have it because I was going mentally insane. Like being there during the, this whole thing and not well I wasn't here for part of it, you know. I wasn't I didn't live here, but just like you're you, you know you're so strong and like going through that and like you were trying to share your story but like not throw it in everyone's face which I respected a lot because sometimes you see posts on Facebook or whatever and you're like all right is this a why me why me post or is this a like hey I want to inform you um could you talk about like in relationships outside of your marriage how you felt during that time yeah yeah so really (laughs) it was tough it was really tough I I posted some things but not a lot and I posted you know giving kind of like updates because my husband originally had posted something kind of just letting everyone know like what happened and just to an extent it was very it wasn't there wasn't a lot of detail and just to be like praying for us basically and then I would post here and there, like, once a month mm-hmm. and kind of update what was going on. But, again, it was very, like, informational. It wasn't really emotionally and mentally what was going on. And I don't know. I guess it was just strange to me to see friendships that I thought would, like, really come and be here for me and help me get through this it was sad because I didn't really have a lot of people like reach out see how I was doing it was very surface level crap to be honest Kelly didn't even live here and she was always texting me reaching out making sure I'm okay you know um and I, I could name off a few other friends that also were like that I'm not saying everyone was like that but I'm saying it was a very lonely period um Kelly not living here was hard one of my other really good friends Macy um wasn't living here and she was checking on me constantly as well but it was like it sucks when the people that you need aren't there like physically aren't in Charleston and um but they were doing more than the people that were in Charleston that like were so-called friends and didn't reach out at all so that was hard I'd say yeah yeah and like you just like are expecting you're just expecting one thing and receiving the other mm-hmm. and then people being like oh what can we do for you and it's like the in those moments you don't want to have to tell them what they can do for you mm-hmm. you just want to be like can you please read my mind which I know is you know silly to think that people will just read your mind but yeah I I feel, I feel bad that, like, no, like, it was very lonely for you, but you came out on the other side. Yeah, and it makes me think about, honestly, too, like, how many people go through really traumatic things Mm -hmm. and, and go through really crazy situations and need friendship and need people to be there for them and love on them and just pray for them like bring them a meal and bring them a coffee just come over and sit and don't expect anything and 
it breaks my heart that people go through that honestly by themselves and feel so lonely like my husband was here but it felt lonely because he didn't understand what was going on he's not a woman he didn't go through the hormones of pregnancy Mm -hmm. not only am i going through the actual like traumatic situation i'm going through my hormones trying to like figure out what the heck they're doing you know i'm still like tmi but like i'm still bleeding from actually like having a baby you know Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of freaking crap like it's it's a lot that goes into it and you're trying to keep a newborn alive yeah and you know and in the middle of covid and in the middle of covid like (laughs) i keep bringing it up but it's true so like then i'm worried like i don't want a ton of people coming in and like seeing the baby because you know at this point covid wasn't as Mm -hmm. he was born in 2020 so it was still a thing but it wasn't we got pregnant we found out we were pregnant in march so like right when the world shut down um so it had been a little while you know because he was born in november but it was still like people are out and about doing their thing again and i was a little worried people that um don't really like care about you know being sanitary Mm -hmm. (laughs) and stuff like that to like come in and see him and see me like I couldn't risk getting sick and neither could my newborn so that kind of stuff sucked also yeah not being able to fully have the support system I feel like that I needed also but there's different ways that I feel like people could have been there regardless and that's okay though I I like kind of like me like I don't want to make it a why me situation you know it's more of just like this is what happened to me and I I want to make people aware of situations like this because obviously it was a rare occurrence um and I'm not just talking about just my my birth trauma but a lot of people have birth trauma Mm -hmm. and it might not be the same thing but other people you know do bleed out like in other ways and have to get a blood transfusion and other people have just like crazy things like one of our our friends had blood clots you know in her legs after giving birth like you don't know what can happen to you after birth or just anything anything you know traumatic situations and it's scary and it's sad when you expect the support because you give it to other people Mm -hmm. but you don't get that back yeah how do you think that this trauma that you encountered will affect you later in life like as we get older and you know like even older older like we're i know we're getting older now i'm talking about like when we're in our 60s or how could you spread awareness to your children for when they are in your shoes getting ready to have your grandkids (laughs) that's funny to think about (laughs) grandkids um i can't wait for those because i'm done having babies (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean so i think as i get older i'm learning more obviously and i'm growing more and really recognizing that not that this was meant to happen but that it happened to me for a reason Mm -hmm. and me specifically because other people might not have been able to handle it I mean really other people might have like ended up 
on the other side of things because I, I I'm not gonna say that I contemplated that stuff at all but those were thoughts that like went through my head every now and then of like oh my gosh like not that I I was terrified terrified to die for my son's sake but then it had I had this weird battle that was like but if I'm going to like I'd rather it be me like does that make sense because Mm -hmm. I was like so over it and I felt I was in such a dark spot So as I get older, I feel like it will impact me better as I get older in the way of like, yes, it was awful. Yes, I I wish that upon literally no one, absolutely no one, but it happened and it was a growing curve for me. It really changed me as a person and I do think I'm more mature for that and I think that Mm -hmm. I'm more um in touch with certain things than I was before how precious life is and how um you know how to be a better friend to other people when they're going through traumas because I don't want anyone to feel the way that I did while going through that and also I think for my children you know like I'm not gonna make Jacks feel like this was his fault. I don't want him mm. to think that at all. And I don't want him to think that, you know, there's regrets on that part. But I do want to obviously raise that awareness of like childbirth is scary, but children are blessings. And, you know, we're going to get through it regardless. And for like my future, like daughter in law and son in law one day, you know, like I will share my stories to all of them. And, just say like I'm here for you like Mm -hmm. I'm here if you need the support but I also don't want to be overbearing in that sense of like dear god I hope that that does not happen to my children and their wives you know like I wife I hope (laughs) that does not happen like and it would be rare if it did Mm -hmm. but birth trauma in general yeah it's crazy that just a little tidbit it's just crazy that they like your whole life you're like oh yeah like especially as women like oh yeah i'm gonna start a family and all these things and like they make it seem like it's sunshine and rainbows and really until i got to the birthing where the not birthing age but like you know what i mean like older in my life like to where the prime time to give birth i guess Mm -hmm. you're gonna have these children right or if you choose and nobody tells you how like traumatic it is and like i like like you said, like we have a friend that had blood clots in her leg after she had her child. You know, my mother-in-law. Yes, you heard that right. My mother-in-law just had a baby three years ago <laughs> and she had like a very traumatic, like a very traumatic birth. Like she was in the ER the day after she got released mm-hmm. from the hospital. Like it's just, it's crazy that you're told your whole life that like you're going to have children mm-hmm. and then you get to that point and you hear all these stories and like nobody talks about that like my mom had a traumatic birth herself like with her my brother who passed away when we were children and she never talked about it and i think it was because it was like out of sight out of mind also she did lose Mm -hmm. him so like that's a whole nother traumatic thing in her life but i just like it never really occurred to me that it could go this way until you had Jax. Mm-hmm. Like, quite literally, I had 
no idea that like I mean obviously any surgery you can have blood clots and things like that I get that but it's just insane that that that's just left out and everybody always asks me they're like so as you've seen your friends have these births births it sounds weird anyway give birth um like are you scared like do you not want to have kids and I feel like it just brings awareness like mm-hmm. I I mean obviously like you can die doing anything and that part is scary but like you said like kids are like such a blessing in the end too and I just like I yeah sure I'm scared if you want to call it that but I also know that God knows that I am a tough girl and like if anything's gonna happen kind of like you said like let it happen to me because I think I like I can handle that and the same thing with you like I feel like as traumatic as it was he knew that you could handle it because Mm. you're who you are yeah yeah I wish I wish it didn't but (laughs) right you know nobody wants that (laughs) but it's true like I never I most people that I knew had not at least in our age range had not had crazy birth experiences and I'm so happy for the people that have great ones I mean my sister had a baby she just turned one year in January and like her birth was so great and it was fast and like I'm so happy for her you know I I hope the best for literally everyone in my life that has pregnancies and births because I just don't want them going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true, too. Like, my mom had six kids. Yes, <laughs> you heard that. Six kids. And she had pretty, like, traumatic stuff happen to multiple of us um, at birth. And she still continued to have more. <laughs> and then, you know, she never really... She would, like, talk about it here and there, but she never really made it seem like it would stop her from, like I said, having mm-hmm. more. And... I mean, same thing. Like, you just don't expect things to happen. Like, my mom, the month that I was having my daughter, so May 2022, my mom had a pulmonary embolism. And that's when blood clots travel to your lungs. And they can kill you. And she is a very healthy person. She, you know, is super active. And it was super unexpected to all of us. And we didn't. It just was very unexpected. So it was crazy because I was like, wow, I could have lost my mom. I could have lost my mom the week, two weeks before I had my baby, like Mm -hmm. my daughter. And that was traumatic too. And like for my mom as well, she had gone through stuff with births, but that was like, you know, the extent of, I feel like in that way. And so it's just crazy because life really can get taken from you so easily. And I'm just, like, thankful that God still has me here. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I wanted to touch on the fact that, like, after that, when I said that started my health anxiety, after all of this happened, I was in a place where I was constantly anxious of my health and my life. I finally kind of, you know, once the wound healed, for the most part, it took it took. I'd say six months to like fully heal. That's mm-hmm. a long time. I mean, and I still had pain there every now and then. I still had to like check on it and make sure everything mm-hmm. was okay. I mean, I think he was like 
a year because I was pregnant and I would have these like weird little it like bleed every now and then just like weird things happen to it so anyways but mainly to fully heal I'd say six seven months so once that ended I felt good but then all this other stuff kept happening then I got pregnant with Eva and I had a bunch of health stuff during my whole pregnancy with her I had like chest pain constantly I had to go get like full cardiac workups I had to wear the heart monitor for a week I had to do these like stress tests and like all of these things and everything was coming back negative 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 like what is going on my liver enzymes were elevated when I was pregnant with her and that was kind of a concern but we weren't sure why and everything kept coming back normal besides that and a few other things and it was just strange but again, that elevated my fear. Mm-hmm. And I had my daughter. She ended up in the NICU. So just a different type of birth trauma. I wasn't able to hold her the first day she was born. It was way later in the second day she was born when I was able to actually hold her. And it was fast. Yeah. And they basically whisked whisked her away after she was born they got her weight cleaned her up for a second and then noticed I guess she was having a little bit of trouble breathing took her to the NICU basically told me it should only be a couple hours Mm -hmm. and it was how many five days yeah I think five days gosh um four or five days where she was fully in the NICU and she was on like the monitors and they had to put like oh my gosh she had like a needle in her head one time when I walked in and it was like just like that stuff is so traumatic and I hate that they had to that had to happen and thank god Eva is a healthy thriving crazy toddler now (laughs) you know she is wild but it's terrifying and then the first first like four months of her life I'm terrified that that's going to happen again to her. And then I'm terrified because I'm having all these chest pains still. And I don't know what's going on. And I'm just like my incision that way, honestly, was fine this time. But my mental health was really poor. Mm -hmm. And my body, I think, had so much anxiety built up because at this point I was off of medication My body had so much anxiety built up that I think that that was causing a lot of it. I mean, there were things. There was weird blood work that kept showing up. And there's definitely things that were off. And I still don't know what it is. Maybe I have an underlying autoimmune system. I don't really know. I really don't know. Um, Or um, autoimmune disease. But we haven't done a whole lot testing into that area. And yeah. I don't know. I have grown a lot because I'm taking care of my body in a different way now and not necessarily of like some days I still have chest pain. Some days I still have these weird things, but then I'm like, okay, let me see what I've been doing. Let me see how high my stress has been. Mm -hmm. Let me see what I can do to get it off of my mind and see if that pain goes away. And a lot of times it does. Right. Not every time, but a lot of times. And it's like, you know, things happen and trauma happens. And this is not 
all of the trauma that I've endured in my life, but these are two of the biggest things that have happened in my life that are very hard for me. It's not necessarily hard for me to talk about anymore because I feel like I've told it so mm-hmm. many times and I've had time to think about it and, you know, fight with God about it even and just be like, what, why, why me? Right. Um, but having that mentality is what I think dug me in a deeper hole and coming out of that being like, okay, it happened, but I am stronger for it. I am better for it. I love my kids so much and I will do literally anything for them. And if that means that, you know, I don't know. I mean, Kelly, I've told you, like, I was so scared I was going to die. Mm-hmm. I I still have this weird thing. I don't know if I should even share this, but mm-hmm. I still have this weird thing where I feel like something's going to happen to me. I don't know if that's maybe just the health anxiety. It could be health anxiety or it could just be you being weird like, like an overprotective mom. True, like, true. And I feel like a lot of moms probably feel that way. That's Go true. Ahead. But I know I told you this because... You won't forget. I will not forget. <laughs> um, I have, like, in my notes app, all of these things written out of, like, how I would want my funeral to go. And all of these things for my children, like, letters that I've wrote them and things that... Because if something did happen to me, I want to be prepared that they have these things of me. And nothing is taken lightly. And nothing is not how I want it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is what I want to make sure that I'm doing this for them and making it easier for other people than to make, to have them make those decisions, um, like funeral stuff. But as for writing things to my kids, I want them to be able to have a piece of me in that way. Mm-hmm. And I know that might sound morbid and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of, you know, weird for some people, but for someone that has been through a lot of situations, not a lot, but two very crazy situations that I didn't know that I would come out of. Um, I felt better doing that. Yeah. I remember when you told me that I was like, Laurel, what? <laughs> Cause I think you said something about like me speaking at your funeral and I was like, what <laughs> What are you even talking about? And you like, were telling me like where to find the notes because you know, I'm, I would be involved in that if I outlived you, which I hope not. <laughs> But um, well, I want to wrap this up with um, one more question. So what inspired you to share your story today on the show and just in general? Because I know like you've shared it with like the public before too, um, like people that you have no idea who, who read it or who whatever. So could you just speak on that just briefly? I think I really just want people to understand that crap happens and life happens and trauma happens and it's how you come out of it and it's how you grow from it and really make the most to your life afterwards you know I I could still be sitting in my bedroom terrified Mm -hmm. that I might not make it tomorrow and honestly if I never jolted myself out of this stage that I was in I probably would still be there You know, but I had to wake myself up and I guess I just want to share this to say like, you're not alone when you're going through trauma and you're not, you're not the 
only person to have something where you genuinely feel so terrified that you might not wake up tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just don't want anyone else to feel so lonely that sometimes like, mm, if I didn't wake up though, like it wouldn't be the worst thing. And not saying I was, it's like, it was such a double-edged sword because I'm like terrified of it, but also like, if it's going to happen, then just happen. It was, it was this weird thing. It was like this mental thing for me. Um, Well, and you had all those arrangements. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I did that a little bit later, but but yes, but yes, exactly. Like, you know, it was one of those things. It was just like. I guess I just don't want people to go through a walk like this by themselves and I want them to know that they're not alone and that also I think people knowing this about me helps people understand me more Mm -hmm. and understand like why I take life so seriously and why I take not saying I don't have fun but why I really value friendships and why I really value those core people that really put effort into being here for me and being in my life and being in my children's life. Like those people got me through some of the darkest times and even like, you know, newer friendships that are in my life as well. Like, but knowing those things about me and being like, dude, you did that. Mm -hmm. And you came out of that and you're freaking strong. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and just having people on my side in that way, knowing that I went through hell and I'm back, baby. (laughs) I'm kidding. But no, I just, yeah, I, I just want people, honestly, it's not a pity story. I don't want people to feel bad for me. I don't want people to be like, she shared that for attention like no I'm sharing it because hey I'm Laurel nice to meet you I have trauma I'm sure you have trauma too you know and you're not alone in that and this is me this is what I have gone through this is what it took for me to get to where I am now and thank god I'm on the other side of that Mm -hmm. well thank you for sharing all of that with us today um don't worry we are not changing our whole podcast to (laughs) revolve around (laughs) traumatic things that happen in our lives but I do think it's important like you said because it's like hi I'm Laurel these are the things I've gone through this is just a snippet of it you know um so yeah thank you um but well tune in next week because we will be back to our girly crazy selves um but we just wanted to spread awareness about this topic because, like I said earlier, I feel like a lot of people don't know about it until they get to that stage of their life. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Thank you, besties, for joining us. Go check out our latest TikTok and comment what you want to hear us talk about next. See you again next time. Bye. Bye.